We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz, and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of this show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back, Feast fam, to the NFC East Feast. We are here with Week 8, and tonight I have the pleasure of Jay Ludge in the studio with me. How you doing, kid? I'm doing good, man. The fan favorite. Always. Full, full show you... here. Full show here. I appreciate you having me on, as always. And um, just, you know, it's funny, uh, just over the last couple of years of doing this, I'm, the, I'm not saying I'm a full East fan, but I've just been so intrigued with the East now. Uh, just being on the show and you know i follow the east a lot more than i used to so it's fun yeah it's awesome man we we, we adopted you of course i know we're, we're doing this on thursday night your your tampa bay buccaneers got a big game with the bills coming up in like an hour so we're gonna we're gonna get this done and posted so we can enjoy some thursday night football yes, before sir. we do that let's uh recap week seven and we're gonna talk about uh two teams i think i learned a lot about um and that is a 14 to 7 ugly win by the new york giants beating Mm -hmm. the Washington Commanders. Mm -hmm. What this told me, Luds, about the Giants is they're not as bad as their 1-5 in record was going into this game. We had talked about last week, they almost upset the Buffalo Bills, controversial ending. (laughs) They're not as bad when Daniel Danny Dimes is on the bench. I think that's what you meant to say. (laughs) Yes, dude, you took the thought right out of my head. Tyrod Taylor, backup quarterback for the Giants, has uh, 200 yards passing in this game, two passing touchdowns, no turnovers. Daniel right. Jones in his entire career has done that one time. And Tyrod Taylor yep. just did it this past Sunday. Yep. And that's why they won, man. It's no secret. Yeah, it's no turnovers. I mean, it's just the lack of turnovers. It helps. It helps your team win. Yes. And, you, and their defense is and, playing well. Yes, the Giants defense playing much better. They played good against Buffalo, held Buffalo to only 14 points. They hold the Commanders to only seven points. Uh, the rookie yep. corner out of Maryland, Deontay Banks, comes up with his first career interception. Uh, he was their first-round pick, so he's starting to make plays. And what do you know? Like uh, Darren Waller, all of a sudden, like is uh, once again being used as an elite tight end because that's what he is. He has almost yep. 100 yards receiving, gets in the end zone for the Giants' first home touchdown the entire season. Uh, and the Giants defense, like I said, uh, they forced uh, how many turnovers? I think just one. Sam Sam Howell yeah. yep. and uh, maybe Jamison Crowder may have fumbled as well. But but all in all, mm-hmm. the, uh, what, what I learned about the Giants, as I said, is that they're not as bad as, as I thought. The Commanders, what I learned about them is I think that going forward, I'm just going to consider them an inconsistent team. They're yes. going to win one. They're going to lose one. I feel like yeah. this team has like eight and nine written all over it like i think yeah, they're I, gonna totally gonna... agree totally agree totally agree i was gonna use the same word i just i'm not a believer anymore you know no. if they burn me on a pick from time to time 
I just can't pick them. I can't pick them every week, man. They're just the defense looks okay one week, looks like shit the next week. Um, How I think overall, Howell's been playing pretty well. I think he's playing well enough to keep this job. You know, maybe going into next year. But I think uh, Ron Vera may be on the hot seat, man. Dude, we've been talking about it. I know John and George, our commanders partners out there, hope you're listening. Uh, I know they would agree with you. I, I can speak for, for them in saying they would like nothing else than to fire Ron Rivera immediately, elevate Eric Bieniemy to head coach for the rest of the season as his trial run, and see if he can muster up um, a few more wins for this team, maybe get them fighting for a wild card. Because right now, like I said, I don't think they suck. I think they're going to be around seven to eight wins, which will probably keep you in the wild card race, you know, until mm-hmm. 2024. But then going into week 17 or week 18, they're going to drop a crucial game and they're going to fire Ron Rivera anyway. So to your point, why not just rip off the bandaid now? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he gets fired this year. I think with it right. being a new ownership, um, I think they want to keep what they have intact this season and then look, go mm-hmm. into to the off season and, reflect on how the season went and I, th- I think ron may be gone after this year but you never know um you know he they could pull the plug on him you know, you know in the next few weeks uh, yeah but time will tell we'll see how this team can bounce back you know after uh that tough loss against the giants i mean you even have their players coming out saying i'm sick of this shit you know oh and, my god um, do we dude we can't i wish i could say all of the curse words that jonathan allen said but if, if yeah, anyone has not yeah. seen that soundbite it is dude it is classic yeah and you could just tell the frustration on his face and i'm sure the yes. team feels the same way it's uh it's just it's so hard to believe in this team when they give you hope for yes. a week or two and then they just come out flat like they did last week and i feel the same way with my bucks i mean they look good the first few weeks right. and then they drop a couple tough home home games home losses so i'm kind of in the same boat as washington fans and i can definitely see how they're feeling and it's just uh it's the nfl man you know it's yes you, you got to bring it every week it doesn't matter who your opponent is yeah as jonathan allen said like it's been seven effing years of the same bullcrap and like they're they're tired of it man and that guy and players like Montez Sweat, Chase Young, Deron Payne, those guys who are first-round picks who, who are playing their butts off, and they still get the same result. I understand their frustration. And right. for the Giants, obviously some momentum. Daniel Jones, will see if he plays this week. If I'm a Giants fan, I'd probably keep it to Rod Taylor under center. <laughs> yeah. uh, Darren Waller, I think, will continue to be a weapon. And a, another guy who emerged in this game, Jalen Hyatt, had a 42-yard catch, 75 yards. The speedster rookie out of Tennessee, I think he's starting to come along. And Saquon Barkley looks healthy. He had 100 total yards. Caught yeah, a receiving I mean, touchdown. You, you can see what this offense can do now with a little bit of a running game. And I think yes. uh, just getting Saquon back has really boosted that offense and, and their confidence on offense. And, um, you know, it shows. It shows. And right. when, you know, you take Danny Dimes out of there, and I think the Giants are seeing it as well as an organization is maybe we spent way too much money on this guy and we can win games without him. So we'll see how yes. the rest of the season goes for the Giants. But, yeah, it's uh, it's been an impressive couple of weeks for the Giants. And, you know, they've really turned it around. I'm not saying they're going to be over 500, but it's sure, nice but they're to not... see some more competitiveness in the East, uh, especially through for, uh, from them, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, I think as the season goes on, this division will tighten up and the, the Giants will start to, to rise. But we'll see if they can t- carry on that momentum. They've got a, a big game coming up we'll talk about in a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, I want to finish our Week 7 recap 
with the game of the week. We are all excited for Sunday Night Football. The Dolphins came into Philadelphia, and this was a good game. This is back and forth. Um, I believe Jerome Baker on the Dolphins had a pick six to in mm-hmm. the third quarter. That made this game 17-17. to mm-hmm. And from then on out, though, dude, it was Eagles domination. Like, to me, Luds, the Eagles, I heard a term for them, which I thought was so poignant. They are boringly good. Like, they're not yes. that sexy. Like, they do this yes. brotherly shove, or everyone else calls it the tush push, and nobody else around the league can seem to figure it out, but that's because they don't have Jason Kelsey, a generational center, yeah. and a quarterback who's out there deadlifting, you know, a five or 600 pounds. So, not <laughs> they did it. I think they did it four times in this game. And what's yeah. crazy, man, is most teams barely get a yard. Dude, they're getting like – they get like four yards every time. It's, it's unstoppable. It's – it's crazy. I'm right there with you. They are just a boring, good team. Yeah. Uh, and then I would say Miami is on the other end of it. They are a exciting, good team. So it's uh, it's just wild because they're still winning games. I mean, they're they're winning games, but the offense definitely looks different this year. And uh, yeah, you know. But the, what shows me the Eagles are still one of the toughest outs in football is they go into a game like that. You got one of the hottest offenses coming into their 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 place, which is a tough place to play. I mean, Miami had to yes. travel to Philly, and just the way they dominated that second half. Um, and like I said, and like we've been saying, they still don't look like they're on all cylinders, no. and they're just still handing just handing teams losses. So, um, you know, they're still a top three team in the NFL, in my opinion. And, and until they absolutely. Can, until they prove otherwise, it's uh, it's they're going to be right there at the end, you know. I agree. I mean, you look at the top teams of the NFC. We just had the Detroit Lions get their asses handed to them by the Baltimore Ravens, yeah. and the San Francisco yeah. 49ers are now on a two-game losing streak. So right now, would you disagree, Ludge? The Eagles are the number one team in the NFC right now. Maybe not at the end of the year, but right now. I agree. I agree. I mean, you, you look at games like that, and you see the Niners losing to the Browns, and and uh, excuse me, I'm Kirk, drawing a blank. To, they lose to Kirk Cousins on prime time. Yeah, on yeah. And, and the Vikings are respectable. It's a respectable not offense, bad. but uh, but the way that their defense could, defensive line could not sack Cousins. I mean, zero sacks, and yeah, come and lose that game. And uh, and like I said, they you know the, the Eagles have one loss on the season, and and they just keep pumping away. Man, they're winning games they need to win. And Miami was a tough test, and they went in there and made it look kind of easy. You know, they did. No, they kind of pushed him around. Tua Tagovailoa had a crucial late game interception. Darius Big's big play slay picks him off near the goal yeah. line. That kind of sealed the game. They couldn't get yeah. the running game going. Uh, Raheem no. Mostert was was no. was held in check. Forty five yards rushing without him. Yeah. Other than a Tyreek Hill touchdown, not a whole yeah. lot of flash. So they they took some of the air out of the out of that Dolphins. Yeah, that uh, and that's tire. a good point. That that could be the recipe of defeating Miami is is being able to contain the run and force Tua to throw the ball. And, you know, if you can put up some points on Miami and you can contain their running game, I think Miami, um, you know, regardless, it's going to be a tough loss but uh, or a tough game, but I think um, they, they, they could definitely be beat. Yeah, the, the Eagles certainly passed the eye test. Uh, Jalen Hurts, 279 yards passing, throws for a touchdown, runs for a touchdown. And one final note on the Eagles, Luds, A.J. Brown, now five straight games over 125 yards receiving. Ties yeah. an NFL record held by Megatron Calvin Johnson and some old guy who I can't forget his name. 
but I can't remember his name. But regardless, A.J. Brown playing as good as any receiver has ever played in the NFL the past five weeks. The guy's a beast. Yeah, I mean, he's, in my opinion, I had him in, you know, the top six, seven receivers in the game. He He's moved into, like, the top three. Uh, I mean, I like I agree, Stephon man. Diggs. I think Stephon Diggs one of the top route runners in the league. A.J. Brown's right Absolutely. there. And, um I guess. Probably Ty, yeah. you know, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson. He's right up there in that upper echelon. Those, the those four guys there, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, he's right there. AJ Brown's right there with the rest of those guys. So uh, it's impressive to see. I think, I think going into this season, Hurts and him have made even more of a rapport uh, than last year. Even though their offense hasn't looked the same, they're still clicking. And, yep. um, it, you know, it, it's almost like they don't even need any other receivers on the field. Throw. Throw Goddard out yeah. there and throw AJ Brown, and they'll still get the job done. You know, so Dallas Goddard gets into the end zone in this game. Good to see him get more yeah. involved in the offense. And uh, Devontae Smith continues to be quiet for them, but you know right. what? He's healthy, and he's still one of the best number two wide receivers. So it's it's only a matter of time. It could be this week's coming game against Washington um, that mm-hmm. he blows up because he he had a huge game against the Commanders uh, last season. He did. So yeah, we'll talk did. about that game here in just a minute. My. Uh, my quarterback power rankings going into week eight here. Jalen Hurts reclaims his top spot, number one for sure. Mm. I'm going to say my boy Dak, because he had a bye week and he had a good game against the Chargers. Dak can be number two. I'm going to put Terod Taylor number three. Play his <laughs> I, ass love off. I love it, dude. I love it. I was hoping you were going to say him. And yeah, I love it, dude. Yeah, uh, I totally Sam agree. Howell, I mean, it's, and it's not, it's not like Howell has been – you know, you put him in another division. I don't think he finishes fourth. I mean, he's a solid quarterback right. so far. He's not but bad. The way the way Tyron has came in and turned this Giants team around, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, he earned it. He earned the number three spot. Sam, you could be 3.5. You know, I don't want to put you fourth, right. but, but this week I will. He only threw the one pick, but he didn't play great. And, and what it's not that Sam's bad, but dude, the stat that John always echoes every week about this guy's on an NFL record to get sacked, and of Mm -hmm. all the sacks he's taken, like, only 12 of them are on the offensive line, so he's literally running into pressure. He's not getting rid of the ball, so so because of that reason, he'll be number four, and of course, our boy Daniel Jones will bring up the rear at number five. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) when uh, it comes to Hal, it's it's young and inexperienced, you know. Exactly. First-year starter, I think if they keep him and they want to keep him as a starter going into next year, I think the sack thing will improve. Um, yes. But I think he's got to know that, and I'm sure the team and his coaches have talked to him about it, but he's got to improve on getting rid of the ball a little quicker. Um, right. You know, you're not always going to have time for that play to develop. You get it out of your hands, throw it away. And, you know, a lot of times that's costing them because it's putting them in third and longs. And, uh, you know, he's he's got to learn after some point. But like I said, it's just being young and inexperienced. Absolutely. We'll get to that game in just a second. I want to start off with our week eight preview with the battle for New York. This is going to be the Jets. Technically, the Giants are the home team. They both share the same stadium. You got to think it's going to be probably 50-50 fans. Uh, I just looked up the Daniel Jones injury report. He has not practiced yet this week. He has not been cleared for contact yet. Although they're listening, listing him as questionable, I'm guessing he's not going to play. And you got to think, you know, Brian Dable might be telling that uh, New York giant uh, training staff, like, hey, like, <laughs> if he's not 100%, like, let's hold him out. Bro, they're probably giving the training staff some bonus money just to yes. say, hey, he's not ready yet. <laughs> you know, especially in a uh, <clears throat> in battle of the uh, 
the New York teams. I mean, that's the way Tyrod's been playing. Man. I'm telling you, even when he gets cleared, if they can pull another win this week, yeah, they, it's crazy to think because of the money they're paying him, but they may keep him benched. They, dude, it, Brian Dable is about W's. He, he's not writing those checks, yes. those uh, $80 million or $60 million checks to Daniel Jones um, every year. So if they can get this win, they would go to three and five, and they're inching closer. You know, as we get to Thanksgiving, if they could get towards 500, you know, this, this is a different league post-Thanksgiving. And the Giants, they're not one of these teams I think is going to crumble when the weather gets cold. Well, right. we'll see in this game because, dude, they're facing a tough Jets defense. Jets defense that held Pat, Patrick Mahomes in check, that beat Josh yeah. Allen. So yeah. this is going to be a test for them. Quinn and Williams, C.J. Mosley, they got a great defensive lineman, a great linebacker. Their corners are fantastic with Gardner and Reed. Mm-hmm. So these Giants wide receivers are going to have to do a good job of trying to get open. I don't think they're going to be successful, though, because the Jets corners are that good. So I look again. Mm-hmm. To the big man, Darren Waller. I know his uh, his wife, Kelsey Plum, just won the WNBA championship with the Las Vegas Aces. Congratulations, ladies. So we'll see wow. if uh, Darren Darren can use some of that momentum to get in the end zone again. So look for Waller to have a big game for my fantasy guys out there. Obviously, he's already in your lineup. You don't need me to tell you that. Um, but, Luds, let me get your thoughts on the game because right now the Jets are a three-point favorite. What do you think? Yeah, I'll start with this one. So I, I got a pretty good stat here uh, that I came across. Okay. So the Jets um, have actually failed to win a game coming off their bye week since 2015. Believe it or not. Yeah. So the last, you know, uh, eight years, they have lost coming off their bye week, which is pretty rare for a lot of teams because when you're coming off bye, you got a lot more team, a lot more rest, and yeah. you got time to prepare. Um, <clears throat> now, with this being kind of a half season home game, and with the way Zach Allen has been playing, or my, Zach Wilson, my same, Zach Wilson, sorry, the Here way Zach it. Wilson's been playing, um, I think the Jets have some pretty good momentum right now, and I think the Giants have some pretty good momentum right now. So you would think, like a couple weeks back, oh, this is such a boring game, two bad teams. Right. I mean, these are two hot teams going into this game. Um, <clears throat> I like the way. <clears throat> excuse me. I like the way that they've been running the ball and sticking to the run with Saquon. I think he's been running hard, yep. finding some holes here and there. Um, but this Jets, this Jets front, very tough. This Jets defense, Nasty. very tough, as you alluded to. Their, their secondary is great. Um, I think the Jets defense is still a top five defense in the league. Um, and, no, you know, the Giants have been playing well, but I don't think they play well enough this week to get the W. Um, I have it as a close one, kind of a low-scoring game. Just because of the way the Giants' defense has stepped up as well, holding the Bills right. the way they did, you know, a couple weeks back. But yeah, I got the Jets twenty-one seventeen. Uh, they just cover the spread, just uh, so yeah, I got the Jets minus three in this one. Jets minus three, twenty-one seventeen. I think that's a good score. Let's see the Vegas over/under in this game's thirty-six. So yeah, it's going to be tough. If, I think if any team scores twenty, they probably win this football yeah. game. Uh, look out, uh, we talk about Saquon Barkley in the Giants running game, but Brees Hall has really come on for the Jets. He's getting healthier coming off that ACL injury, so look for them to lean on Brees Hall. And Zach Wilson, this game is, is going to be on you. A lot of pressure on him because right now, uh, Terod Taylor might be the best quarterback on the field. Like We'll see Zach uh, still has a lot to prove. He's going to be looking for Garrett Wilson. So that rookie I talked about, Deontay Banks, coming off his first career interception, He's going to have his hands full with the reigning rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson. So I'm looking forward to that matchup. 
I'm actually going to go Giants plus three. I'm going to go okay. Giants to win outright. I got I got right. Rams to know. It wouldn't surprise goal. me, B. It wouldn't surprise me, honestly. Two hot teams. <clears throat> 19 to 16. Low scoring. I'm like you. I like it. I got the Giants like Giants to win ugly, but this, this game's going to be a coin flip. With I, I would guess at the two-minute warning that this is going to be a one-possession game. It's going to come right yeah. down to the end. And with these quarterbacks and just these teams overall, man, I, it might not be a team that wins this game. It might be a team that doesn't lose and hurt themselves. You know, the team yeah, that doesn't man. make that crucial mistake. Yeah, and you know the way that um, the way that Brees Hall's been running the ball too. I, I know they've been floating um, Dalvin Cook's name out there for trade as well. So that's how much they believe in Brees Hall. So interesting. And then what what is the uh, what is the weather report actually looking like? Do you know this weekend Ooh, in New York? See. I, can, I don't think I there's any snow yet, but I'm sure it's pretty cold. Um, we're looking at 55 degrees game time. Oh, that's kind of nice. That's, actually, that's, that's, that's nice. beautiful. Yeah. Clear skies. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, man, so I, I like it, B. I had a hard time with this pick, honestly. I almost wanted to lean the Giants, but it's a with the Jets, hit. yeah, if you know the Jets and and Wilson has still been not looking great, I probably lean the Giants. But the way Wilson's actually played the last couple of weeks, you know, we'll see. I think at the end of the day, you're on a good side with your pick because of all of the units, the best unit between both teams is the Jets defense. So they Correct. have the strongest. So they, they're yeah. if they win. And you're right, it's going to be because that defense carries them. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to the NFC East game of the week. It's the only interdivision game. We got the Eagles traveling to Washington to play the Commandos. Now, if uh, we remember a few weeks back, guys, these two teams matched up, and it was a, it was a very tight game. Sam Howell um, throws a touchdown pass um, at the very end of the game to Jahan the Don Dotson to tie the game at 31. A lot of Commanders fans, our boys included, wanted Riverboat Ron to live up to his namesake, go for two, and escape Philadelphia with a win. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. they choose to tie the game. The Eagles do what they do, and uh, Jake Elliott kicks them to a 34-31 to overtime victory. And as we talked about last time these teams matched up on the pod, that last season, the Washington Commanders beat the Eagles. So, like, this mm-hmm. is a team that matches up well with Philly. They beat them last year. They, they lost in overtime. So, despite coming off of an ugly loss last week to the Giants, I expect the Commanders to play a lot better. I expect Sam Howell to rebound in this game. So, I think we're going to see a similar game to that 34-31 to shootout. I think there's going to be some points. I still think the Eagles on the back end of their defense are susceptible. So, some of these receivers for Washington, whether it be Dotson, McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, I think one of these guys has a big game. For me, the concern for Washington, though, is they cannot run the football anymore. Like, Brian Robinson came out of the gates looking really strong. Thought he was going to have a nice sophomore season. But I don't mm. know if it's his fault, if it's the just terrible play of the offensive line, but they can't run the ball. And this Eagles front, dude, with, you know, the, the veterans of Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, you got the the rookie Jalen Carter, you got um, Jordan Davis, his former college teammate next to him. There is a tough front four. And this commander's defense lets up too many sacks, and they're easy to stuff stop the run. So because of that, I think that's why the Eagles get the victory here. When I sent the spreads this morning, what was were the Eagles six and a half? Am I correct on that? Yeah, six and a half this morning. I haven't looked since, so it may have it may have gone. We'll say we'll stay at six and a half. What what are your yeah. thoughts on that? Um, <clears throat> I'm with you. I, I think I think uh, these two teams play each other tough. It seems like every season, Washington. Um, 
something about every time they play the Eagles, it seems like they just bring their A game. Uh, right. You know, maybe not so much their defense giving up 30-plus points, but just their just the team and morale in general and just the way they come out and play hard. Um, you know, big divisional game. I think Washington will be motivated because of that loss last week to the Giants. You can already see it on um, Allen's face and some of the players. You know, I'm sure they're disappointed in that loss. And, you know, and keep in mind, Washington took this to overtime in Philadelphia, which is a very tough place to play. So now they're at home. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think on the other side of it, I think Jalen Hurts wants to come out and make a statement this week, especially the way – they played against Washington last last time out. Um, I think they play smarter. I think their D line will get after it. And uh, yeah, I, I think um, I'm sorry, Washington fans. I know this <laughs> would be a nice story, nice bounce back week this week, but just the inconsistency is too much for me. And the way Philly handled Miami last week in the second half, I'm going to stick with Philly. Uh, Twenty-eight to seventeen, Eagles minus six and a half. Minus six. I think. I'm going to go the Commanders get a push here. They still lose the game. I'll say similar score to last time. I'll say Eagles 30, 31, Commanders 26. So they, wow. they barely push the six and sure. a half, but they still they still lose. I, I think they're going to be heartbroken, man. They they lose this game. They they drop yeah. the three and five. It's going to be tough. So with the, with the lack of being able to run the ball, you still have them scoring 25-plus points. Yeah, I think I think Sammy's going to sling it. I think I think right. if George blesses up with it, with his presence, which is so rare these days. Um, I know John will be back uh, next week. I think we're going to come out speaking highly of Washington despite the loss. And I think we're we, it's easy because I you know we both disagree. The Eagles are the best team in the NFC right now. So I think the Commanders can get a moral victory. But at three and five, there's not many moral victories. But I think right. they have success moving the ball through the air. And I could be getting a little cute, giving them 26 points. But I think they get th- at least three t- – I'll, I'll say three touchdowns. The kicking game has been, uh, you know, hot and cold for Joey Sly. Mm-hmm. What they're going to have to do, though, man, like as, as much as I think they're going to have to score points to keep up with Philadelphia, in particular, they, they have to shut down A.J. Brown. Is this guy going to yeah. break the NFL record and have six games with 125 yards? Like, I don't know uh, what the status cover. is. Yeah, Emmanuel Forbes, the rookie. I really like the kid's potential, but you cannot leave him on an island um, with A.J. Brown. I don't care if it's Kendall Fuller. None of these defensive backs for Washington can be left one-on-one with A.J. Brown. But as we said, the commander's killer, Devontae Smith, he might have a huge game. Dallas Goddard. Um, you know, the run game, they might lean on DeAndre Swift. Jalen might do it himself. There's just so many weapons. So, <laughs> so many. Me, it's, it's, just, it's just not feasible for Washington to get this victory. I hope for our our friends' sake, though, uh, you know, we're incorrect, but we shall see. So you got Washington plus six and a half. All right. Plus we'll six and a half. We'll see. It's a, a big number, but I think, it's a big I, think number. The, I think Philly can beat them by a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, you, you swallowed the points with the Eagles against the Dolphins last week, and I thought you were getting a little crazy, but they proved you mm-hmm. correct, and they uh, they, yeah. they covered the spread against Miami. So yeah. I would not be surprised if they uh, if they do that again to Washington. Good luck, Washington. Good luck, honestly, Good for luck, boys. the East's sake. And, you know, maybe yes. they can stun the Eagles. We'll see. Dude, if Washington loses this game and the Giants beat the Jets, they're tied at 3-5. and five. <laughs> <laughs> So, it could get ugly. Wild. Um, yeah. Wild all, th- all, three, uh, all three of these games, guys, by the way, are, are at 1 o'clock. So, we're all early games this week. Um, Eagles, Commanders, we just went over. Giants, Jets is 1 o'clock. And America's Game of the Week is at 1 o'clock. Rams at Cowboys. 
How about them Cowboys coming off of a bye week? We get a Rams team that I think Sean McVay's coaching his ass off. I don't think they have a lot of talent on that team, especially on the defense. I could barely name a defensive starter not named Aaron Donald. Yeah. On the offensive side of the ball, of course, they've got the sensational uh, record-setting rookie, Puka Nakua, and one of the best wide receivers in all of football, Cooper Cup. So, obviously, with Trayvon Diggs out, I'm, I'm very nervous about Cooper Cup burning my secondary. Um, but the Rams are a mess in the backfield. They traded Cam Akers early in the year to the Vikings because they had the kid from Notre Dame, Kyron Williams, was like mm-hmm. leading the NFL in touchdowns after two or three weeks. Unfortunately, he's got an ankle injury. He's on the IR. So the Rams brought in Daryl Henderson off the couch. They signed Royce Freeman. They, they, got a, they got a patchwork backfield. Yeah, They lost it home last week to the Steelers, but they played them tough and t- tight until the end. Kenny Pickett, shout out to our boy Delis, Pittsburgh Steelers. Kenny Pickett made some big big throws to George Pickens to like get Pickens, them that. Yeah, yeah, yeah like Pickens. Pickens. Oh, Pickens is a beast. Um, yeah. so, th- so the Rams suffer the loss, but they're playing, I'd say, pretty good. They're three and four, three and four team. And Sean McVay, had one of his better coached teams. Yeah. As far as my Dallas Cowboys, we're coming off the bye week, Luds. I'll talk about them. I'll have my thoughts in a second. Um, but the Cowboys are six-point favorites. I think it's a big number at home. How about you? You know, the, the Rams are a tough out. They're uh, they're yeah. well-coached. Um, like you said, I, I think without establishing a running game against Dallas, it's going to be tough to beat them, uh, especially Dallas being at home this week. Home's a big uh, big thing for Dallas. I mean, you're yes. coming off a bye week. You got a, you, you're coming off a nice win. you got a home home game against, um, you know, a tough offense. And I think – I don't think the Rams have really seen a style like Dan Quinn and what Dallas defense is going to bring to them this week. So right. I think if they contain one of those receivers, I mean, one of them's going to beat you guys. Yep. It's either going to be Cup or it's going to be Nakua, and one of them's going to have a couple two, uh, big they plays. They got two, 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 two Atwell too. He's got speed, man. He can go deep. They have some speed. Um, they can definitely chuck the ball, but Stafford, he's no spring chicken. And if they can't, play, <laughs> yeah. if they can't block your boy. Uh, it's going to be a long day. It's going to be a long day. Parsons and, and getting after it at Stafford. I mean, he can't move. So if right they can't do a good job on the O-line, it will be a long day for, for the LA Rams. Um, now, will this game be somewhat close? I think so. But uh, I, I like the number. I, I'm going to take Dallas minus six. I'm swallowing it all three games this week. Nice. I got it 27-20. 27-20. Uh, Cowboys cover the spread for the touchdown. And um, – I think it's going to be a little bit of a back and forth, but I think in the second half, I think Dallas will make enough adjustments and uh, they'll get the job done. Okay. I think I'm going to swallow two and my do my score I had was right around yours. I was, I was going to go um, like 26 to 20. So maybe I'll mm-hmm. say 27, 21. I'll say it's a push right yeah. around that six point. I think the Cowboys get a one possession win. Um, and if it comes down to my boy, Brandon Albert, dude, they're calling, they're calling him butter because he's <laughs> so him, smooth. Dude. Dude, he he, that guy does not miss kicks. Yeah. Love him. <clears throat> and usually I, and in I, fantasy, I, sorry to interrupt you. Usually in fantasy, no, you're like, good. You'll usually drop a kicker in a bye week to pick up another yeah. kicker. Me and Bob held on to Aubrey. Hell yeah! He dropped one of our <laughs> position players because I didn't want to lose him, dude. The guy is so, money. Uh, he doesn't miss. Dude, um, has not missed. The guy's the guy's money. The guy's money. 
it's just crazy, man. Like considering the guy never played high school or college football, he's a soccer player, went to the USFL. Now he can't miss. And you go look at the San Francisco 49ers, not to pile on them, but they, they took a kicker in the third round of the draft, Jake Moody out of Michigan. And this kid's now missed three field goals the past two weeks. Like, so he it's was like, money. You just never, he was money. Never up to that point. He was money. Yeah, he, he, he was, was money. Doing and great. Then, uh, you know, kickers, it's all about the, the head space, man, the head game. I mean, you miss one or two and it's in your yeah. head and then it can spiral downward. So, um, speaking we'll of, we'll see what, how looks. Aubrey will react if he does miss his first field goal. But the kid seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders and he seems comfortable out there. He's smooth. He, and he Call. might be he might be your best offensive weapon. Be yeah, you're right. You are right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to stick know? on the topic of of kickers, Luds, because uh, the entire season the the Rams kicker was Brett Maher, and you know Brett mm-hmm. Maher, yep. my boy, who missed four extra points against the Bucks last year in the playoffs. <laughs> well, this this week they cut Brett Maher. <laughs> they cut him. So I actually don't know who's going to be kicking for the Rams, but I know Brett Maher will not get his Cowboys revenge game, as I'm sure his calendar was right. circled. But to me, um, it, this game might come down to, to the kickers. But it's gonna be it's gonna be the quarterbacks, man. Matt Stafford clearly is not as good as he once was when he uh, he got a Super Bowl a couple years ago. He's he's tough, man. He he got hurt a couple weeks, but he stayed in the game. He's yeah. he's he's a great quarterback. He'll make the big play, you know. Yes, he'll make the big play when he needs to make the big play. But like I said, I just think this Cowboys D line will get after it this week. I think that's the difference that I don't, I'm not going to be like, Oh, Dak is going to outplay Stafford. Dak's better than Stafford. I'm not sure if I really believe that or not, but I think Dak is going to have more time and he's going to mm-hmm. have more help. If, mm-hmm. if we can establish a running game with Tony Pollard, Pollard's been a little quiet the past couple weeks. He had a great start yeah. to the season, been a little quiet. So I'd like to see Tony get 20 to 25 touches, you know, mix in mm-hmm. uh, the screen game with him. Um, he's great. Out of the, great out of the backfield. Sorry to keep interrupting you. I'd actually would like to see Pollard, featured more in this screen game i know they try to feed him some screen passes but it seems like these defenses are picking up on it and the time right. by the time he touches the ball he gets one or two steps and he's getting swallowed so if they can find a way to get him in more some open space uh let him gain five six seven eight yards on a you know a nice screen pass i think that really does get the offense going so i, I like it when pollard uh you know can can get out there and get some screen passes because it, it's huge it's huge for dallas and you know with brandon cook's not just coming on as of late, but just not sure. being there yet so far this season. It's it's nice to see them get Pollard the ball, especially in the passing game. I agree. Yeah, I was about to go to the Brandon Cooks point next. Um, yeah, he got his first touchdown, the game winning touchdown against the Chargers. I hopefully hopefully that sparks him into being the number two receiver that we so desperately need him to be because defenses are going right. to key on CD Lamb. Dak Prescott's like QBR and quarterback rating when he targets CD Lamb is actually like top 10 in the league, but targeting everybody else, he's bottom third. So if, right. if you double CD Lamb, which I'm guessing the Rams are going to do, you force Dak to go to the others, he's mm-hmm. a below average quarterback. So Michael Gallup to me do looks like a shot fighter. I don't think that guy's any good anymore. I wouldn't be mad here. Um I believe the trade deadline is actually on Halloween next mm-hmm. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I'd love for us to go after somebody like I know we're not going to make a big splash. And get uh, a, a a big name. Maybe you about, do. Maybe you do. I'm, I'm, maybe, I'm down. Maybe Jerry goes after a Mike Evans. I mean, I don't think Mike we're Evans. Oh be my able god! To if, him. if we got Evans or Godwin, dude, off your bucks, I would be. Oh, I, I, I don't in, think in they're going to get rid of Godwin being on a contract. True. But Evans' contract's up, and I don't think with his age we're going to have the money to re-sign him because we got to Winfield, we got Werfs, we got a lot of re- you know people we need to re-sign. Devin White possibly. 
So yeah. I think Evans will be the odd man out. And if the Bucks truly feel, especially after tonight, if they lose, uh, there's a chance they may they may trade him and get a couple picks for him. So I yeah, mean, that would be wild to, to look see out him. For, B. He's a name to, to see look Mike out Evans. I uh, dude, that would be he awesome. Would look good to see in him in I'm not he would lie. look good. I say to see him not um, in a Bucks jersey would be weird, but we see it all the time. Guys play for for different teams at the end of their careers. Still gets a thousand yards every year. I was thinking more of a Jerry Judy. Not that he's he's not nearly the receiver Mike Evans is, but you could probably right. not get not pay as much. But I'd like to get somebody else in there. And what it makes me think of is the last time we got aggressive at the trade deadline. Remember we got Amari Cooper. Um, mm-hmm. from the Raiders. And, dude, he made mm-hmm. an immediate impact. We wanted a playoff run that year. Dak got yeah. one of his only two playoff wins, and then we ended up losing mm-hmm. to the Rams in the divisional round. But that was one of the better Cowboys teams yeah. in recent memories, and it's because Jerry Jones was aggressive. So so I, yeah, I, I, I plead to I him. I can see that. I can see that. I think Jerry, I think Jerry Judy is, is more of the lines of a similar receiver to Lamb, though. I You're think right. it would be smart for you guys to get a bigger – body receiver that you can target yeah. in the red zone. I mean, that's why if the Bucks do decide to move Evans and Jerry Jones wants to get a little ballsy, I think just think that would be a fucking ideal fit for the boys. I think what I you're mean, talking about, Lutz, is is uh our, my football guys out there, whoever coached or played football, it's called the uh the X position. Like CD Lamb would play your Z receiver. Mike yes. Evans is a bound a boundary X, a big physical receiver that you line up one on one on one that's side what you of the guys football. Need. I know, I know we do. Yeah. I, I do. I love that. I hope we just spoke it into fruition, man. Uh, any final thoughts? We both got the Cowboys. You're swallowing the points in this game. Any final yeah. thoughts? No, but I, I apologize, guys. I was looking at the spreads this week. Usually, I'll have at least a couple upsets I feel comfortable with, but this week, it's not seeing one. Uh, not no even worries. one. I mean, possibly. I'm not saying the Bucks would win, but possibly nine and a half with the Bucks. Uh, right. Maybe they don't lose more than a touchdown i i know all their games have been close so if you want to get a little ballsy maybe take the nine and a half with tampa bay but don't take them to win for sure yeah now i'm looking forward to this game see if the bucks can play the, the bills tough we're about to go watch that game uh right now buffalo's been very inconsistent so uh, a primetime standalone game you never know what you're gonna get never so know. we'll see how you how your bucks fare um george if you're out there anywhere we miss you brother come home and uh, John Warman, I know you'll be back in studio next week. Um, Ludge, I appreciate you. You've been stepping up all year, brother. I appreciate your contributions as always. No worries, man. I appreciate you having me on and appreciate our fans. We love the fans, and we all love the NFC East. Food!